You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Awesome, awesome. Looking at uh, looking at Bryant Denny Stadium right now. Man, what kind of football weather is this? Unbelievable. It feels like the third Saturday in October. Yeah, I wish they were playing like right now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we can yep. move on to Ole Miss week. That's going to be a good one. <laughs> that is true, man. This is this weekend's going to be a struggle, man. It really is. I mean, I we all love Alabama football and college football in general, and we wait all summer, and we're like. We don't care. Just give us Alabama against Spanish Fort. We don't give a shit. You know, give us a game. And then here we are, game four, and everybody's kind of like, okay, let's just brush Southern Miss to the side and get to the next one. And, I mean, <laughs> it's warranted. You know? Yeah, uh, they're uh, not good. You know, they've scored, they've scored one offensive touchdown against South Alabama and Troy combined. That's uh, – that that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't portend well when you're about to face Alabama. Now that said, uh, you know what I would really like to see out of Alabama this weekend is hey, let's not play down to the competition. Let's play up to the standard. And uh, this team's not very good. And uh, the, the the score at the end of the game needs to reflect that. It, it does, and I and I think we'd all like to see that. However, you and I um, share this philosophy that you play your best game a couple times a year, your worst game a couple times a year, and everything in between is what you are. I'm leaning towards I want to play, and I think it's all on a scale. I want to play closer to the worst game than closer to the best game for this one. Yeah, you don't want to waste the best weekend of the whole year in terms of like, <laughs> hey, that's as good as we ever played against Southern Miss. That, that's not good. You know, uh, I heard Pat Dye say, you know, that's exactly what you got to do. You got to you know, on weekends that you don't play well, you, you need to be able to get away with it. And, and on weekends that you do play well, it's weekends that you need it to beat who you got to beat. And so that's how you win championships. And, uh, gosh, that, that that's so true. I mean, it, it's, it would kind of be, you know, you, you don't want to play better against Southern Miss than you do against Ole Miss. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I, I'd say the most anticipated thing of the weekend is waiting for the official announcement that game day will be in Tuscaloosa for next week, right? <laughs> well, uh, I think there's a really, really, really good possibility of that. I mean, a really good possibility. However, one thing to watch, one thing to watch in terms of how they pick their games, know this, if Arkansas beats Texas A&M, which means they'd have wins over Texas and Texas A&M, if they beat Texas A&M, they're going to be ranked very high and the following week, they play Georgia on ESPN at 11 a.m. So it's not it's not a slam dunk that it's Alabama versus Ole Miss. Uh, watch watch Arkansas Georgia if Arkansas manages to beat A&M Saturday. The one thing I'd say about that is logistics. Um, how can you have game day wrapping up at 11 right before the kickoff? And you, you want a big crowd there when your guest speaker is right. uh, yeah. announcing his pick. And, like, everybody's right. like, we got to get in the game. And I've been to Athens. It's kind of a bitch to get in that stadium. 
Um, at least right. it was in 2015 when it was raining like hell. So what they yeah um, what they do is they set up they set up those games inside. They do they have two setups. They have the setup outside the stadium with the big crowd, and then an hour before kickoff, uh, they get inside the stadium for the final hour. Okay. That's All what right, they've well, done, and I think that, I think that's the plan. I think that's their their general uh, plan. But that being said, if you're asking me right now. Hey, just guess where game day is going to be uh, that weekend. Uh, my guess is Alabama versus Ole Miss. And I guess it should be noted Sam Pittman was a Georgia assistant on the offensive line, right? Correct. So, Correct. I mean, but I guess if if I'm choosing the sexier uh, right. assistant turn coach going against his mentor man, matchup, it's not going to be Sam Pittman against bowl cut Kirby <laughs> Smart. It's going to be Lane – Sexpot Kiffin versus the greatest of all time, Nick Saban. Yeah, that's the one I'm going to pick. Plus the uh, the score in last year's game. I mean, ESPN's going to pick the game going, hey, guys, could you deliver 54-48 to us again? You know, that, that, well, that's part of it. It was, it was 63-48. 63-48, that's right. I, I knew they had 48 and we won. Yeah, we, I guess we pulled away at the end. It was, a, it was a lot to a lot. So I guess that's exactly yeah. what ESPN's going to ask. Hey guys, could could the game be a lot to a lot again? Um. All right, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll get into our predictions. Want to tell everybody about Prize Picks? Go to PrizePicks.com or go to their app. It's an award-winning app, Prize Picks. Look, it is so awesome. This website is so much fun. What you do is you you pick out a player on any Power Five team or really a group of five teams, um, some that you've never even heard of. And you can say, okay, I think, uh, let's see, oh, man, a Jai Hall is going to have uh, 52 yards receiving this week. I also think that uh, Tank Bigsby for Auburn is going to have 132 yards rushing, and I'm going to go over on both of them. And then you make the bet on it, and they'll give you odds on it, and then you, you got your bet in. There you go. You can do it between two and five players. It takes about 60 seconds to get your bet in. Prize picks, prize picks. Go check them out. You will absolutely love it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it, it's it's a great way to bet on a game within a game. That's that's what a lot of people want to do. And um, so that's what you want to check out, prizepicks.com, or go, go to their award-winning app. It's awesome, Prize Picks. Also want to tell you about betonline.ag, betonline.ag. That's where you want to go to bet on the actual game. Like if you just want to bet on the Tide minus the 44.5, which seems excessive, but uh, it's probably warranted. Then you go to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On, and you will get a 100% bonus. Whoop whoop! That's what you want. 100% bonus, free money to bet with over there at betonline.ag. You will love, love, love this website. So easy to navigate. A lot of fun to play around with. Go to there and and play uh, poker, play blackjack, bet on reality TV, bet on whatever you want to at betonline.ag. It's a lot of fun. Promo code Locked On. And finally, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the bar for you. Go to Built.com, B-U-I-L-T.com, Built.com. Go get these delicious, nutritious, healthy, fun, delicious bars. They're covered in chocolate. they got all kinds of flavors. Whatever flavor you want, they have at Built.com. They're awesome. Help you maintain or lose weight. Good for a keto or a keto diet, as Jimmy has told us many times. Promo code locked on will get you a 15% discount at built.com for these delicious, nutritious built bars. 
Jimmy, how you like that? I just nailed three live reads on the road via memory and nothing else. And why I did that is so that we don't have another break in the show because I'm trying to get through all these predictions because I am driving down the road, and at any moment I could hit a dead spot. Well, you are one of the great live readers in the country. All the listeners uh, of Locked on Bama are well aware of this fact. Uh, the rest of the country should be. Yeah, you're, you're one of the great live read pitchmen in the world. That's a fact. I'm, that is true. I, I am uh, going to start doing that. What was that thing that guy had that he got in so much trouble for domestic abuse? It was the uh, – the chop slap, slap chop, or whatever it was. The wide receiver coach at Ohio State? <laughs> no, this – you remember that guy? He he had the slap chop, and, like, he it was – you put a tomato in this little cylinder or something, and you just slap the shit out of it. Next thing you know, you got, Gallagher? like, nine tomato slices. It wasn't Gallagher. Gallagher? That was a watermelon. That was a watermelon. Yeah. You went to Gallagher's, Gallagher's less funny co- tomato-tossing cousin. Uh, Malager. <laughs> no, that was our former athletic director. That was our former athletic director, Malager. I'll tell you what, he would have been Malager if he had come back from South Florida without Nick Saban. He would have had a better time <laughs> smashing tomatoes on stage <laughs> than being athletic director at Alabama, I'll tell you that. He All was right, coming back with the coach. He was coming back with yeah. the coach. It might have been the guy at Northwestern High School in Miami, but he was coming back with the coach. <laughs> Well, you, if you remember, uh, wait a minute. If you remember when we were on our little private website way back in the day, we talked, we laughed about how um, most of us had heard, you know, Malmore had been given strict instructions: don't come back without Nick Saban. And we all assumed that if Nick Saban weren't going to be on that plane, he was going to get uh, Nick Saban's Cuban non-union equivalent, Nakano <laughs> Cabano. <laughs> or or Rick Moranis and just claim it was Nick Saban. Here he is. Because Rick Moranis or is an actor, get, right? He could get that guy like, on Twitter who does a yeah. He yeah, Rick, you've had a hard Twitter. time finding work. Rick, you've had a hard time finding work. I'm going to pay you seven million dollars, but you got to act like Nick Saban <laughs> every day for years. I think Rick would do that. Um, okay, <laughs> he would know. So predictions, um, you know, there, it's not a great weekend. I mean, it's just, it's just not. Um, well, t- tell me the game that just sends you flying. I do think Texas A&M Arkansas is pretty fantastic, just in this sense. Okay. I play, I played up Arkansas. I mean, I played up Texas A&M all summer. I mean, I, I named them as a potential playoff team. I predicted that they would beat Alabama. This year, uh, they were they were the team that was just out of the playoff a year ago, and I felt they would be improved. So I played up Texas A&M, and frankly, they haven't looked so good. And on top of everything, they lose Haynes King, who I think is going to be really good. Uh, they lose Haynes King for a big chunk of the season. I don't think he'll miss the whole season, but a big chunk of it, including the Alabama game. So A&M may not be quite what I built them up to be, but Arkansas is much bigger than I thought they would be. I looked at Arkansas – and even though I admit, here's a team that played over their heads all last year. Sam Pittman's got a great staff. He gets his kids playing hard. They're a little bit of a handful. But I just looked at Arkansas and said, how good could they be? They just don't have enough dudes. This is a team that just doesn't have enough dudes. That's what I felt all summer and fall camp. And now the games have started, 
and I may have overestimated A&M. I may have underestimated Arkansas. So I see one hell of a matchup Saturday, and it's going to be big for the winner. I think whoever wins, A&M, Arkansas, whoever wins is going to carry momentum all the way to the Alabama game, whoever whoever wins. And, uh, yeah, whoever wins is going to be a handful. Whoever loses is going to be disappointed. If A&M loses, they're going to feel like their season's over. If Arkansas loses, they'll be disappointed, but just simply because, dang, how did we kill Texas, but we lost to A&M, who doesn't even have their quarterback. So uh, it'll be a deflating loss for the loser, but a, a, a huge momentum builder for the winner. Uh, well, then give me your prediction, big boy. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, A&M uh, in a really close game. Uh, and, yeah, part of it I admit to, hey, I, I, you know, I, I said all summer that, this, that A&M was going to be good and Arkansas wasn't going to be that good, but they would be a handful, but they wouldn't be that good. I'm, I'm sticking with what I said all summer despite evidence to the contrary. I'll stick with what I said all summer. Arkansas wins uh, 27-24. Now, I, well, you said A&M wins, you mean? I mean, I mean A&M. A- yeah. Yeah, Texas, yeah, Texas A&M wins over Arkansas 27-24. Okay, I respect that you're sticking with them, even though you feel like you may be wrong, mm-hmm. because that's what yeah. I did with Oregon over Ohio State, and it paid off for me, so maybe it'll pay off for you. Um, yeah, I'm going to – boy – I am going to go the other way, though. I'm going to go Arkansas because I, they're the feel-good story, and I'm I'm for Sam Pittman, and I'm not. I'll tell you what. I heard Jim Jimbo Fisher the other day um, as I'm walking through my own yard. I apologize, everybody. Boy, what a podcast. I feel like it's a nature podcast right now. Um, I heard Jimbo Fisher on uh, radio the other day. He sounds like a used car salesman. In the worst kind of way. I mean, he really is. He's like, so let me tell you what. What we did was we got that quarterback. And then we said, okay, you need some offensive linemen. Let's go get them. And then we got to get a running back. And he's too fast, man. Calm down, he, um, bud. I can't imagine what he's like during the games. Can you imagine what, it's like, what he's like into that headset during the games? When, it, when, it's, when, it's, when, it's, when his adrenaline is really firing? Good Lord. I bet you it's a lot. I bet you um, – when he's in that headset and he's talking to like his defensive coordinator or something, he's like, okay, what you gotta do is do go into cover two. And then if they show uh, that they're going to line up with more of an RPO type of alignment, then go back into cover three, but move the linebacker up. And I bet you the defensive coordinator goes, can you go back and talk about the stuff where you said all the things, the words, <laughs> the words, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be like uh, something at the drive-thru. Like, you know, when you go through the drive-thru and you have no idea what that garbled mess was that you heard through the, you know, <laughs> half the time. I, it's probably because I'm old, but half the time, you know, from the drive-thru. You, you, can't, you can't understand any of the words. That's probably what it's like to be on the headset in the box uh, listening to Coach Jimbo Fisher down below. Like, I don't know what he just – I have no idea. I, I hope I get two quarter pounders here, but I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to blitz and hope that was right. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, so let's go Florida, Tennessee, just why the hell not? Well, I mean, there's a lot of recency. Here, here's a couple of things, okay? Uh, Alabama, an Alabama fan thinking uh, picking this game is going to automatically go with Florida so good. I had no idea they were that good. Man, that's a real good football team. 
We know Tennessee sucks. Uh, Florida's going to just annihilate that team because I had no idea Florida was that good. I say Florida 42, Tennessee 7. Uh, I think a lot of Alabama fans would do that because there's so much recency effect when it comes to how you feel about football teams. How you feel about a football team is what you felt when you saw them last. I mean, that, that's just the human tendency when it comes to, to talking about football. This is what I think. I think almost like coming off a huge win, Florida's probably in for a little bit of a letdown. They, they know they're going to beat this really bad Tennessee team. Tennessee's not good at all. They have no dudes. They lost to Pittsburgh. They haven't looked particularly good in, in, uh, in the other games. Florida's going to win this game, but I think of this as more of a, of a bit of a slop fest. I doubt Florida looks like a top-10 team like they did against Alabama. I'm going to pick Florida to win in what amounts to a pretty ugly game. I'm going to say Florida 31, Tennessee 21. Hmm. Okay, what's the spread? Do you know? I do not know. I honestly don't know. I think Florida's favored by about uh, 17. If I remember correctly, but that I might be way off there. But off the top of my head, I'd say Florida by 17. I think okay, Tennessee I covers the number. I think Tennessee covers the number. If it is 17, Tennessee covers the number, but at no point looks like they're going to win the game. If it if it helps my argument, I think Tennessee covers the number. If that number is what I want it to be, <laughs> I like, I like <laughs> that, that gambling. As I lay down the odds, I'm going to say it's Florida 17, so I can pick Tennessee to cover it. No, I. I, I I just don't see either team. But Tennessee's not going to play well because they're not good. Florida's not going to play well because it's a little bit of a letdown game after Alabama. Okay, I buy that. But I'm going to say that you're close. At the same time, you're way off. Um, <laughs> well, that covers look, it. That covers it all. Uh, a friend of mine once told me after a breakup, and this is sage advice for those who uh, are dealing with a breakup or a divorce or your, the girl you're stalking had you pushed back by 200 yards via restraining order. Um, that's, that's funnier than you're letting it on. That's, that's, that's an old Simpsons line. Um, did I lose you? <laughs> is this thing on? Uh, no. Okay. No, I'm watching. I'm on I'm on campus, and 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 you're and you're talking about restraining orders, and and like literally like a hundred and fifty yards away, there there's this uh, blonde student that's walking by herself through the through the cemetery across from the condo, and you're talking about uh, restraining orders, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, yeah, she'll probably have to get one. <laughs> All right. So the sage advice he told me, Jimmy, was this: the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody. And I think oh, that I, I think that <laughs> I think that Florida is about to get under Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> my choice. Gonna, my choice. Okay. My choice. They're, they're going to give consent. Right. There's going to be because Florida is going to will the consent upon them. Oh boy! <laughs> so you I'm see Florida big. You see, see Florida, Florida big, big. because and it, well, and, it, and it has nothing to do necessarily with the way Florida played against us. It does a little, but it's more about I just think Tennessee's that bad, Jimmy. I just I just do. I, I, they are. They are. They are. 
they are. I think if Florida plays as well as they can and Tennessee plays as well as they can, Florida wins by about 24. I mean, they're, they're, they're just a lot better than Tennessee. Uh, I, I agree with that totally. Tennessee, just no dudes. Florida, they got some dudes. Tennessee, no dudes. That's a good – that should be the dude ratio. Like, if it, it's a it's a five-to-nothing dude ratio or five-to-point-five-dude ratio on this. I mean, and I think if that's the case, I, I got to go forward a big, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I just think, you know, you don't – like we talked about at the beginning of the show, you don't always play your best. I, I think Florida played their best last week. That, that's as good. Okay, agree. Florida played agree. their best. They'd, they'd, they'd beat almost anybody in the country – the way they played last week. So I'm just assuming, gosh, how well can they play two weeks in a row? Uh, so I say they, 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 they throttle back a little bit, but, and you can and still beat Tennessee by, by 10 or 11. That's my point is the problem is Tennessee's ceiling is so low. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee may not. I mean, Florida playing bad could hold Tennessee to 7 or 10. I mean, that, that's, that's conceivable. All right. Let's cut, let's cut right to the chase. They're not like I said, they're not, it's not a ton of great games this week. I don't want to talk about Oklahoma, West Virginia, and you don't either. So let's just go ahead and get the Bama, um, USM. What you think? Well, most of the time when Alabama plays a Southern Miss and, and they've got an Ole Miss just, just ahead of them, uh, this has sandwich game written all over it. This is, like I said, in retrospect, after Mercer, when Alabama didn't play well, didn't come close to covering the line and just didn't play well. I said, you know, Luke, in retrospect, we should have seen this coming, playing Mercer between Miami and Florida, uh, that, that Alabama wouldn't have any focus or concentration on this game. Here's a similar situation. Now you're talking about a, a, a horrible opponent, horrible, Southern Miss is not good at all, a horrible opponent between Florida and the big old Miss game, which could be game day and everything like we bought up. So, so, you know, what do you, what do you, you know, it, it, it should not surprise anyone if Alabama doesn't have a lot of focus and doesn't play well. However, unfortunately for Southern Miss, I, I think Alabama will be focused. I, I think the, the quote, and I'm using air quotes right now, the poor performance against Florida uh, probably led to a pretty focused, fired up Alabama team all through practice. We saw how irritable Coach Saban was at his Wednesday press conference. I think Alabama is going to play really well. That that that's not good for Southern Miss, and, and and an Alabama team that plays really well beats Southern Miss Saturday night, fifty-two to six. Fifty-two to six. I'm going to go one step further and say fifty-eight to three. Yikes! Uh, 50, fifty-eight to three. I think get your money on the tide. Get it on there early. I think Bryce Young plays. Uh, maybe two possessions in the second half. Because, again, people are going to say, well, get him out of there. But, look, we still got to get him reps. And I think that we're going to get him reps as much as we can. I think we'll see a Jai Hall some, as Saban has alluded to. Uh, I think we'll see Trey Sanders some. And we may not see Brian Robinson. And that's why I'm going up with my score. Because I think we're going to play running backs who have more ability for the explosive play. So I'm going to go 58-3, Bama over Southern Miss, take it to betonline.ag, and then go to prize picks and take uh, take the over on Bryce Young, and I'll pull a jimmy on you. Take an over as long as the over is what I want it to be. <laughs> I like it. All right, buddy. That'll do it. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.